0: something in your life therefore I want to encourage you do not despise the day of what you're going through right now be faithful to God now so that you can qualify for whatever he has in store later
1: do you have a dream before it comes true God has some things to teach you hello and thanks for stopping by for today's destined for victory with pastor Paul Shepard who is senior pastor at destiny Christian fellowship in Fremont California well, Joseph was the youngest son, and the favorite son of his father, Jacob. God gave him a dream as a young boy, but before that dream was realized, Joseph endured the betrayal of his brothers and false imprisonment in Egypt. Today you'll be reminded that there is a reason why God puts you through difficulty on your way to destiny. He's not preparing the blessing for you, He's preparing you for the blessing. Today's message is straight ahead. Stay with us now or stop by our newly redesigned website, pastorpaul.net, to hear any recent Destined for Victory message on demand. The address remains the same, pastorpaul.net. Now with today's Destined for Victory message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn, here is Pastor Paul.
0: I want to continue looking at the portion of our series that I've entitled, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Learn. In the last message, we looked at yet another lesson that's important to learn. In fact, if you haven't been with us, let me give you the lessons we've covered so far. First, we said that sometimes God uses dreams and visions to reveal things he wants us to know. God will at times use dreams which can occur as you are asleep or visions which can occur while you are awake to reveal to us things he wants us to know. And we laid that groundwork and verified that fact from the pages of Scripture The second thing we took a look at was that not every dream is from God and not every dream is spiritually significant. It's important that you know just because God uses dreams and visions doesn't mean that every time you have a dream, it has spiritual significance. This is important because there are some spooky people around here not necessarily in this church, but all around, period, spooky people, and they just think everything has significance, not necessarily so. The Bible is clear, God may use that process, but he doesn't always use that process. We established the fact that sometimes folks' dreams are an indication of all the things on their minds. And at other times, their dreams are the result of them eating too much too late at night. (laughs) You eat too much too late at night, you are liable to dream about anything. Don't blame it on God, that's your belly messing with you. The third lesson we took a look at is that God-given dreams must be distinguished from personal fantasies. God-given dreams must be distinguished from personal fantasies. And we looked at how you can know the difference between God's dream for your life and your personal fantasy. It is consistent, number one, with clear precepts and principles of Scripture. Secondly, God's dream for your life will glorify Him. And third, it will accomplish His specific will and purpose for your life. Now, in the last service, I looked at the fourth lesson which is a dream of prominence is not necessarily ego-driven or carnal in nature. I want to pick up there and say a few more things about that before I move to the fifth lesson. If God gives you a dream, a sense that he has called you to some level of prominence or notoriety or fame or significance in some arena of life, If he has given you a dream where he is going to bless you with wealth or notoriety, don't necessarily think that that is not from the Lord. Don't necessarily start rebuking the devil, say, oh, that must be the devil trying to get me off track. Fact of the matter is, Joseph had a dream of prominence and it wasn't his ego, it was the Lord. Now, when you look at it, you would think that boy is seriously tripping. That he is going to be ruling over his family, including his parents. But he wasn't on an ego trip at all. It was God giving him a preview of coming attractions. But God was going to do it for his purpose. And if God blesses you and gives you a dream that he is going to do something special or significant in your life, if you are surrendered to his will and his purpose, I want you to know sometimes God will in fact use us in extraordinary ways. The reason why is because these are the last of the last days. If the world is going to see the Lord, they're going to have to see him through people who walk with the Lord. And therefore, God will sometimes put us in conspicuous places. So God, don't be one of these falsely humble Christians. I don't want anybody to see me. I just want, I want to be seen. How are they going to see Jesus in you if they can't see you? So don't be falsely humble. I don't want to be seen. No, your prayer ought to be, God, if you want to give me a place, a role a prominence on my job or in my community or in some arena of life, if that is your will for my life, I say amen. But then what you want to make sure is you have been preparing yourself along the way so that if God blesses you with prominence, you won't lose your bearings when you get there. And I can tell when God has prepared someone for prominence because they know how to act when the lights come on, when the reporters come around, when attention is given to them. They know how to live their lives in the presence of God. And I went on to say in that message that the best way to be prepared for whatever God has for your future is to do his will now when nobody knows who you are. The best way to be prepared for notoriety is to let God groom you and mature you and develop you in obscurity. I'm so grateful God didn't just run me straight up to senior pastor. I started as Sunday school teacher without a classroom. They just put out a few chairs. That's your class right there. From there I went to deacon and I was saying in that service, my first job as a deacon was to drive the lady who lived the farthest from the church. Home every weekend. That lady lived so far out of town, I don't even know where it was. And that was in days before navigation systems. You just had to pray and believe God you were going to get back home. But God will bring you through some courses, some developing stages to bless and use you in significant ways later. That's how God prepared David. That's how God prepared Moses. Moses was prepared on the backside of the desert. Nobody knew who he was back there. he back there fooling around with his father-in-law's sheep. But God was preparing him for a day that was to come. God is up to something in your life. Therefore, I want to encourage you, do not despise the day of what you're going through right now. Be faithful to God now so that you can qualify for whatever he has in store later. Some of you want to believe God for more than you have now. Well, you got to prove faithful over what you have now. Don't ask God for a wonderful new car and you won't pick up folk in the hoop. that you have. You got to be faithful with the one you have right now. Lord, who do you want me to drive? What do you want me to do? You believe in God for a big, beautiful home. Well, how are you serving him in the apartment you're in right now? Don't believe God for the mansion until you get the apartment anointing. (laughs) Treat folk right and have them over and do some good things right where you are. God will always give us opportunities in the present season of our lives that will prepare us for what is to come. So Jesus put it this way in Luke chapter 16, he who can be trusted with little can also be trusted with much. But he who is dishonest with little cannot be trusted with more. And therefore, we have to learn to please God in the now season of our
1: lives. Don't go away. The second half of Pastor Paul's message is coming right up. But we want to thank all of you who support Destined for Victory with your prayers and financial support. These are gifts that help Pastor Paul share the joy of the gospel message with a growing audience. Destined for Victory is supported entirely by friends like you, so please prayerfully consider making a generous gift today. Give online safely and securely from our website, PastorPaul.net, or give us a call at 855-339-5500. Again, that number is 855-339-5500. Well, if God is for you, no one can be against you, but that won't stop some people from trying. Here's Pastor Paul Shepard with the second half of today's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn.
0: Now let me move on to a fifth lesson that dreamers must learn. And it is this, having a God-given dream doesn't exempt you from having haters. In fact, it tends to attract haters. Give it to you again. Fifth lesson. Dreamers must learn, having a God-given dream doesn't exempt you from having haters. In fact, it tends to attract haters. Now let's look at the text again. Joseph had a dream, we are told, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him all the more. It says all the more because as we've seen earlier in the series, they hated him to begin with because he was the favorite son. He came from a dysfunctional family. The opening part of the series was on that. If you weren't here, you need to get that part of the series. He came from a dysfunctional family, and they had all kinds of dynamics that were not pleasing to God, including the fact that his father Jacob clearly loved him more than his other siblings, clearly did so. And his brothers knew it. And the text tells you in Genesis 37 that when his brothers saw that their father loved him more, they hated him. And now you get to verse five and you see that because he tells them the dream, they hate him all the more. Now let me, let me say a couple of things. The first thing I want to say is don't tell your dreams to people who don't like you. What up with that? Now, granted, God is bigger than what your enemies will do. I'm going to establish that clearly. God is bigger. Your enemies can try their best. They cannot thwart the plan of God in your life. I'm not saying don't tell them because they'll mess things up. I'm just saying don't tell them because it will stir things up. Now, I know the bigger picture. God used their hatred for his own purpose. And I've seen God use hatred in many people's lives for his own purpose. He certainly used it in my life. Some of my enemies have been a blessing in disguise. But you don't want to invite (laughs) hatred. Don't do that to yourself. God will see to it that the right folk come along to work your nerves You don't have to agitate the situation. You got to understand, your enemies are faithful. (laughs) Your enemies are faithful, I promise you. These folk are faithful. They show up right when they're supposed to show up. They are never late. Have you noticed that about your enemies? They are never, your friends are late. Your boo is late. People who say they love you have your best interests at heart. They are late. Your enemies show up early. Your enemies say, I had an appointment that canceled, so I just decided to come early. So you don't want to agitate it. This boy, now he's a teenager, you know, he's not fully cooked. So we give him a little bit of grace, but we also want to learn Not only from his strengths, but from his weaknesses. Not only from what he did well, but what he did not so well. And this is one we want to learn. Don't necessarily tell your dreams unless God specifically directs you to do it. Don't tell your dreams to people who don't like you. Why? Because they can't celebrate with you. They cannot give you godly counsel. All they will try to do is make your life difficult. This boy, not knowing better, says, hey, y'all, guess what? I dream that all y'all were bowing down to me. And the Bible tells us his brothers hated him the more. They already hated him. And now because he has a dream that God is gonna give him prominence, they hate him all the more. You've gotta identify the people who have the ability to not only mourn with you when you mourn, but the people who can rejoice with you when you rejoice. You want to take note of people who love it when God blesses you. You want to take note of people who say praise God when you have a testimony of the Lord bringing you through and bringing you out in a wonderful place. Note the people who love to see you blessed. Blessed. Those are the people who are going to pray you through and help you out and encourage you through your difficult times. When you are a David, you've got to take note of your Jonathans. And the worst time in David's life, he's on the run from King Saul, who he has only tried to bless. He has never done anything to hurt Saul. He's only blessed him, but Saul's jealousy has caused him to want to kill David. And David is a fugitive running from the king. But he has a covenant relationship with Jonathan, who is the king's son. But when you're in covenant, covenant is thicker than blood. And David is out hiding, but Jonathan finds him. You gotta identify the people who know how to find you. You gotta identify the people who say, I got to get to him. I know he's going through. I gotta get to her. I know this is a difficult time. They won't let you just not answer the phone. There are some people God will send into your life. When you don't answer the phone quickly enough, they'll pull up at your house. That's what you need. You need some folks who know that you're sitting at home telling me, "I'm not answering. I don't feel like talking today." They'll give you about one or two times to do that, and after a while, you'll hear them screech up, "Scared!" <laughs> then knock on the door, ring the bell, come around to the window. I see you in there. <laughs> Open up this door. I'm not playing with you. Don't make me come through this window. That's what you need. You need people who will not let you be down without getting a word of encouragement, without coming along like Jonathan did and said, you are going to be the next king. Don't worry about Saul. He can't defeat you. God is with you. You got to identify your people who know how to celebrate when God's doing great things in your life, who have a genuine smile, not that plastic phony smile. You, you've seen that one, haven't you? You just give testimony to God's goodness or God just blessed you in some wonderful way and there's some people genuinely smiling and there's some other people that have this little half smile. As uh, uh, uh. soon as you walk away, the eyes roll all up in the back of the head. You got to identify the people who can bless God when God is blessing you. I learned, my father taught us years ago, when you see God blessing somebody, that's not the time to get envious and jealous and move away from them, that's the time to get close. You see the blessing of the Lord, you want to snuggle up to that much as you can. And his rationale was because when their cup runs over with God's blessings, if you're close enough, a few drops will fall on you. I love hanging out with preachers who preach so well, they just make me feel like I haven't even started learning how to preach. I don't get mad at them. I get close to them. I ask them, how'd you do that? How'd you get that out of that passage? That was wonderful. Learn and celebrate and thank God. First time I had dinner with Chuck Swindoll, the poor man couldn't eat. I'm sitting up there asking him every question I could think of. You know, you got to learn when God's blessing is somewhere, you want to celebrate that. And you wanna identify the people who know how to celebrate that because you are gonna have the other category of people automatically. So don't invite them into your life and into your affairs. By his testimony, he made his brothers, Joseph made his brothers even more hateful than they had already been. Now, the other reason why You can't always tell your dreams, it's not because of your haters, that's one reason. But there's another category of people that you have to be careful who you talk to, and those are people who love you, have your best interests at heart, but they genuinely don't get what God is doing in your life. Anybody experience that? Where you try to tell somebody what God is doing, and they look at you, they love you, but they don't get it. When I told some folk the Lord was sending me to California and they knew where I was leaving, I'm the associate pastor, the era parent in a church, already had a thousand members, had a building, had everything. And I'm sitting there, everything's looking good. And I'm telling them, the Lord telling me to leave that and go to California. And most of the folk in the East Coast were thinking California is not gonna be around too long. <laughs> Because out there, you know, they had the mindset, that place is about to fall in the ocean any minute. I got people who will not visit us out here. We've been asking them, we've been here God knows how long now. We stopped asking them, they're not coming. They wait for us to come to the East Coast. Because they said, I'm not going out there, that place going in the ocean. All those earthquakes, bridges falling down and stuff. They're scared. When I told some folk the Lord was sending me to California they thought, oh, that's a dangerous place and others thought, okay, so you're leaving that church, thousand members, how many are you going to? Thirty-four. They're like, oh, that can't be God. What in the world are you doing? What kind of career plan is that? It was God. Some people can't relate to what God is saying to you. They love you and all but they can't relate. Sometimes you got to wait, let God work it out.
1: Sometimes the biggest tests of our faith are not problems, but people. Learn how to handle your doubters with the same kindness and grace that God has granted you. Thanks so much for being here for this message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. And Pastor Paul joins us in conversation here. Pastor, we often hear from people who've been blessed by the ministry. And every time I hear one of those testimonies, I feel blessed and humbled that I get to play a small part in that. Talk about the importance of encouragement and the role it plays in our lives. Often
0: when we have our worship services and I have people pray, we usually link hands so that they're praying for the person to the left and the right. And as I end the prayer from a pastoral standpoint, I say to people, I want you to know that when you pray for your neighbor, you're inspired because when he answers your neighbor's prayer, he's in the neighborhood and he's going to bless you. And so we need to be encouraged that as we minister to other people, God is going to see to it that our needs are met. So encouragement is important to give
1: and to receive. Well, we are always looking for new testimonies to share with our listeners. And if you came to faith in Christ through the Destined for Victory broadcast, or if Pastor Paul has helped you through a difficult circumstances, if you've been blessed in any way by his messages on Destined for Victory, we would love to hear from you. From the PastorPaul.net homepage, click on Contact Us and tell us your story. Again, the web address to start is PastorPaul.net. Also keep in mind that for your generous donation today, we'll send you by request a thank-you gift of our own, the University Press Study Guide, Joseph, How God Builds Character. If you're like most people, your favorite part of a fairy tale is the happily ever after part. But even in fairy tales, just like in real life, happiness often comes to us on the back end of adversity. In this outstanding resource, you'll take an in-depth look into the story of Joseph, as a means to helping you see that God's plans for you will always be fulfilled. That's Joseph, How God Builds Character, yours by request for your generous gift to Destined for Victory. So call us at 855-339-5500 or visit PastorPaul.net to make a safe and secure donation online or mail your gift to Destined for Victory. Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538.
0: If you are going to be used of God, guaranteed some people will not love you. Some people won't even like you. Some people will flat out hate you. It's going to happen. It's par for the course. Do not ask God for a hater-free life.
1: And that's Monday in Pastor Paul Shepherd's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Until then, have a blessed weekend, and remember, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.